Hello, and welcome to the All Creatures Great and Gone podcast. I'm Carrie, and I'm a pet bereavement counsellor. Episode 3, where today I discuss the appointment itself. So I would like to talk about your options when the decision has been made to say goodbye to a beloved companion. And I want to go through a couple of options that are out there for you and go through, um, you know, what they're about and how you go about arranging the appointment itself. I understand that this time is very, very difficult because not only have you made the decision on your own or as a family that your pet has no quality of life or that they're not enjoying life as they should be and you've made that awful decision but yet necessary decision to say that enough is enough and that it's time to let your beloved companion go with dignity and to give them the peaceful, dignified, respectful passing that that they deserve. So you may have come to this decision that your pet is suffering either physically or mentally and you're wondering what happens now? what do I do? Where do I go? You know, maybe you've never had to make this decision before. And so, you know, you're wondering what your options are. So there's a couple of things you can do really. And I'm going to go through those now. So one of the options available to you is to take your pet to the vets. And obviously in an emergency situation, it may not be the practice that you normally go to. So you'd have to bear in mind that the staff don't know you, they don't know your pet, but yet they're there for you and they're there especially for your beloved pet too. So it depends on the circumstances regarding the loss as well. And it's a lot to take in, you know, especially if you're at a practice that isn't your normal one. Maybe you've gone out of hours, maybe it's a weekend. And not only are you faced with having to say goodbye but you're having to do so in a strange environment with people that you don't know and you know it could be quite daunting but please know that you will be treated with respect and compassion and sympathy because none of us go into the veterinary profession because we don't have a heart you know we we have too much heart I think sometimes and we care so much about our clients and their pets and it doesn't matter whether they've known you five minutes or five years or longer, you know, they're there to help you and there to support you as best they can. It may be that you have made an appointment at your regular vets where you normally go. And so you know the practice, you know the vets, you know the staff. And this in itself can be daunting too because this is the last time you'll be going with this pet you know and it's a big deal it really is and I would like you to know that the staff appreciate how hard this time is for you you know it, when even when you're booking the appointment with the receptionist they take on you know your emotions and you know their voice they, they, they care you know and many a time when I've been on the phone and I've booked that appointment and you know, you hear a voice catch on the other end of the phone, you hear a, a sniffle or, a, you know, someone starting to cry. 
and your heart sinks and you just think oh my gosh you know and you just put on this new mask you know you try to put on the you know the the sympathetic professional side of you because you know this is a different phone call than somebody just booking in for a booster or a routine checkup this is the appointment and so your tone and words match the um you know the somberness of the occasion that isn't to say that we act you know that isn't to say that we have a script and that we you know we follow this script like a robot it, it isn't it's that we try to convey our sympathy and understanding in that short space of time over the phone as you're making your appointment and we want you to know that we understand how difficult this time is for you and that we will do everything we can to make it as easy as possible so you make your appointment to see see the vet and you go into the practice and you know hopefully the practice may have a separate waiting room or they may have a spare consulting room that you can go in and wait some practices have um, you know actual bereavement rooms where you get a few minutes um, alone time with your pet to say your final goodbyes before the vet comes in and if not I would hope that your practice tries to accommodate you as much as they can and I understand that not all practices have spare rooms and so you may have to wait in the waiting room and um, I would hope that the appointment has been made at a time where it's as quiet as possible which I know is is uh, very hard to do in a busy veterinary practice so what to expect when you go to the vets for the last appointment for a euthanasia appointment so you would go to the front desk and give your name and pet's name maybe asked the reason for the appointment why you're there and so you will be booked in and the reception team will let the vets know that you've arrived and that you're here and as i say if they have room then you may be taken to a separate room to have some privacy and uh, have a bit of time to yourself and then the vet will come through and they'll hand over the consent form for you to read through and then sign your consent for euthanasia to take place. I'm not going to go into the ins and outs of the actual euthanasia process in today's episode because I feel that the topic alone can be quite triggering, especially if you've recently gone through this. So I just want to sort of discuss just the basics of what to expect and you know how the team can maybe help you. So you've signed the consent form and then the vet will go ahead and perform the euthanasia. Now euthanasia has negative connotations to it and I for one am trying my hardest to try to make people see that euthanasia isn't a dirty word. Yes the associations with it are heartbreaking, it's difficult, it's a hard word to hear once you know fully what it means. However, when we look at the um, you know, definition of euthanasia, it means gentle death or good death. And I just think that that's what we should be focusing on. Is not so much what it means afterwards, as in you know, losing our pets, but to see it as letting them pass with dignity and letting them pass with respect and compassion 
and love. And the way I see euthanasia is that it is a gift. I know it doesn't feel like a gift and it is such a hard burden to carry when you're the one that has to make that decision and sign that form. But it is a kindness because you are consenting to end the pain or potential for pain and suffering of your beloved companion. And I know it's it's very difficult. Like I say, I've been there myself. I've had to make the decision a few times for my own pets. And as I say, even working in veterinary practice, it doesn't get any easier to say the time has come. So when you're in the practice and the vet has performed the euthanasia, they may give you some time on your own to say what you need to say to your pet. Um, or you may feel that you can't be there, you can't stay. And that's fine too. And I know that there are people out there that can't understand why someone wouldn't be there for euthanasia. But I do understand it, you know. And there's no judgment. There's no, you know, ill feeling towards anyone that decides that they can't be there. You do what is best for you. You know, you've made the decision. And to me, that's enough. Okay. Um, But that's something I may cover in another episode is um, should you stay or should you go and I think I will record that as another episode because I do think that that is worthy of its own discussion so you can take your pet to the vets as I've said and um, have them perform the euthanasia in the practice and for some people it's easier because they want to be able to leave the practice and leave their pet in the vet's care and send them for cremation or arrange burial, what have you. And that's fine, you know, if that's easier for you and, you know, aftercare and what have you, then that's fine. You know, take your pet to the vets and uh, they'll do the best to accommodate you and, you know, what you need. The other option available to you is home euthanasia. And I know that This is something that's becoming a bit more popular, I think, in recent years. And there are a couple of uh, companies out there that do offer um, home euthanasia services. And I will be discussing in a future episode uh, one such company. Um, I'll be speaking to a vet that offers such a service. And he'll be discussing what he does and, you know, how he helps his clients pre and post loss so have a look out for that one that's coming soon so home euthanasia as the name suggests the vet will come to your home and a lot of people prefer this because they want their pet's final moments to be in the comfort of their own home where they're familiar and way back when i first started working in veterinary practice uh, we didn't offer home visits it was literally one vet and me and we honestly didn't really have the resources or the time to come out to the home and perform the euthanasia so it was my job to gently dissuade people from that option not because we didn't want you to have um, a home euthanasia but only because it wasn't something that we offered although we did recommend people close by that did offer such a service 
and some people decided that they did want to come to the practice after all which was fine you know and that's what we did um but then there are there are larger practices that may do home visits for euthanasia not necessarily standalone companies so maybe worth asking your veterinary um surgeon if this is something that they offer if they do do home euthanasia services because you may find that the pet sorry you may find that the vets that you're used to seeing um, or one of the other vets in the practice may be able to come to you and with home euthanasia um, you have a little bit more control I suppose over how it goes and where they are because when you go to the practice you're in the consult room and you're on the table or on the floor and there's not much you can do to sort of change the surroundings whereas at home you can have your pet in their favourite bed in the favourite spot if it's a nice day you might have them out in the garden you know you can decide where the euthanasia happens and you can put things with your pet or have music playing or change the lighting whatever suits you and your pet in that moment so you have a bit more say in how it goes and you may feel that your pet is more relaxed in their own environment because there aren't that many pets out there that enjoy going to the vets uh, which is understandable you know because whenever they go they usually get prodded and poked and you know no um nobody really likes likes that so it's understandable um but you may appreciate that there's a friendly familiar face coming to the home and the vet is known to that pet and you know the pets may feel more relaxed because they're in their own surroundings and they're with the family and they don't see it as anything out of the ordinary and so you could arrange with your practice for the vet to come to the home and they would perform the euthanasia at your home and they will spend some time with you before and after and then once euthanasia has been carried out the vet may take your pet back to the practice um, for the crematorium to collect or you may decide that you want to bury your pet at home or you may decide that you would like to take your pet to the crematorium yourself or you may decide that you want the crematorium to come to you and for some crematoriums that is an option they will come to you either when the vet is there or they may come shortly after whenever suits you and you know whenever's available time wise for them as well um so i would like to talk about well one particular company that i know that do home euthanasias is cloud nine cloud nine vets do home euthanasia and i've spoken to elizabeth who runs cloud nine and she has a team of vets up and down the country that go out to clients that require home euthanasia of their companions and what i love about what they do is that there's no rush all right there's no rush when it comes to the euthanasia because they understand the you know the importance of this event they understand the depth of the bond and how hard it is to have made this decision but also to have the vet come to their home so 
what they will do is they will spend 45 minutes maybe up to an hour possibly um, just talking with you the client discussing what you would like to do how you'd like the euthanasia to go ahead etc they'll listen to you and they'll understand where you're coming from and this is your time to ask them any questions about the euthanasia itself or afterwards and help you know they can help you to uh, come to terms with what's about to happen and relieve any fears that you may have because if you've never experienced euthanasia before you may not know what is going to happen you may not know what to expect and so this is the time for you to ask any questions about that and have them answered by a vet and so they'll talk to you and you know you can make a brew have a chat and it's very you know professional and informal at the same time but it's just nice and helps to relax you a little bit and relax the pets a bit and then they will proceed to go ahead with the euthanasia and as any vet would they do their best to make sure that the euthanasia is as peaceful dignified and you know is is as peaceful and gentle as possible because that's what we're here for you know we want to make sure that your pet passes with peace and love and that you don't feel rushed that you don't have any regrets afterwards about you know where the pet was or how it happened or you know they'll do their best to ensure that everything goes as smoothly as possible so in the next episode i will be talking to a vet well sorry not the next episode um a future episode i do apologize um i will be talking to a vet that provides such a service um not for Clydeine as such but um he does provide a in-house you know in-home euthanasia service so if you have any questions that you would like me to ask him um, please feel free to message me or contact me on Facebook or email me even at cyclecounselling at hotmail.com because you know if you have any burning questions that you would like answered now's the time to to put them forward but I will do my best to um, think of any potential questions that anyone may have and try and get those answered. So, as I've said, you've got two options really, either going to the practice or having the vet come to the home. And neither option is, you know, better than the other. It's literally whatever suits you as the client and whatever you think suits your pet. Because, you know, at the end of the day, all we want is a gentle, dignified passing and... If you feel that your pet would be more comfortable at home, then it's worth reaching out to your practice or um, providers of home euthanasia. So as such, Clade 9 and there are other companies out there. And if you decide that you would like to take your pet to the practice because they know you and you know them and your pet isn't you know, particularly stressed about going to the practice then that's fine too you know it's all about what suits you and what suits your pet because that's all that really matters is making sure that everybody's happy or as happy as can be given the circumstances 
and you know giving you some say in what happens and where and even if you take your pet to the practice you know you can take a bed with you you can take their favorite bed with them you can take a toy you know they may even let you play music if you wanted i know some people out there have even like skyped um relatives that couldn't be present and you know have done that as well maybe worth checking with your practice whether that's something they could accommodate um but remember that the veterinary team are only human you know they've loved and lost pets themselves and they've seen loss many a time on a regular basis and so they just want to make sure that every person's experience is as you know easy as it can be because they understand that this is a very difficult time that you're going through a very difficult time that you've made a very difficult decision and that you need respect and compassion and sympathy so please speak to your practice and see what they have available see what your options are and they will do their best to accommodate you and you know arrange a time when is suitable for you and if they do have a bereavement room then that's brilliant but if not then I'm sure they'll do the best to make sure you're either not kept waiting too long or that there is somewhere private for you to have a few minutes alone. So today's episode is a bit shorter really because I didn't really want to go into the ins and outs of the euthanasia process itself um, because I just think that it's potentially a little bit too much but if there is anyone out there that would like me to go through a euthanasia process and what happens and and why then I'll be you know I will do that for you if that's what you feel you would like to hear um please don't be put off by me saying you know the, the process I, you know it would literally be talking from when the moment you walk into the practice to walking out you know nothing nothing um particularly traumatic or, or bad it maybe just explaining um what we do and you know what can happen and what we, we will do if a b or c happens and what to expect and try and take a bit of the fear out of the term euthanasia itself so if that's something you think you'd like to hear in a future episode then please let me know um i'm on facebook carrie ball pepper even counseling and or you can either phone me or seven five triple two oh two four nine eight if you want to speak to me that way you can get in touch via facebook messenger or via my page or as i said you can email me at cyclecounseling at hotmail.com um you know if you've got any ideas of like future episodes you'd like then let me know i'm open to all you know suggestions um so next week's episode episode four will be about pet cremation and your options and i'm very pleased to say that i have spoken to marcus who is one of the owners of a local pet crematorium to me uh, he runs legacy pet crematorium in bury i'm not sure you've heard of them but uh, from talking to him today and from you know interacting with them via social media 
I can say that, you know, they're a fantastic independent family run business and I hope that if you tune into that episode you'll hear for yourself how passionate they are about what they do, how compassionate and sympathetic they are and also how they got started with legacy pets and why it's so important to them and also your options regarding pet cremation. So I hope you'll tune in for that one next week and I hope that this episode, although short, I'm, you know, I'm hoping that um, you got some support from it and some understanding and I will hopefully hear you around or see you at the next episode which will be episode four and as I said that's about pet cremation and so I would like to say take care and as always thank you so much for listening I really do appreciate you tuning in and downloading this podcast and I hope you'll be around for future episodes and as always also um, any and all feedback good bad or in between is always welcome as I've said, this is only like my third episode, so I'm still learning and, you know, I'm not a professional podcaster by any means. I'm just someone with a passion for this topic. So thanks for tuning in. Take care, everybody, and hopefully see you at the next one. Bye bye.